Usually, of course, Piers, we get you to talk about COVID and we need you to bring us up to speed on that. But I'm also most interested in this monkeypox. What's happening? What do we need to know? Yeah, monkeypox is um, an African disease. It it is something that's originated in animals since the name monkeypox and then crossed over to humans. But it's been around for a long time. It's endemic in African countries like Nigeria and the Democratic Republic of the Congo, DRC. Its uh, symptoms include fever uh, and flu symptoms uh, and then a raised rash with puscules and swollen lymph nodes. But it is usually a mild and self-limiting illness of 14 to 21 days in duration. Uh, And it's really only recently, and this is the thing that's kind of got health authorities a little bit concerned, is it's mainly confined to Africa. It's pretty rare that it's uh, ever popped up outside Africa, and if so, in very small numbers over the years. But it actually uh, has been found in the US, the UK, Europe, and Australia as well. I think Australia might have just one case. And uh, that's just caused the concern because it, it hasn't done that before. So the question is, has something changed? Has there been a, a, a mutation, for example, in, in the monkeypox virus? Okay. Now, also, it seems to be common amongst the gay community as well. I read one report suggesting that with lockdown now over, there's been a lot of fraternisation and there's therefore been this ability for this virus to spread itself. Yeah, it does get spread um, through post, uh, close personal contact. Um, you know, apparently, if you, if you sleep in bed sheets that someone who's had the puscules has been lying on, you can actually catch the, the, the disease that way. Um, but otherwise, it's, it's not as uh, highly transmissible as something like Omicron, uh, the coronavirus that's been uh, occupying our attention so much the last couple of years. Uh, so it's, it's not as, as dangerous in terms of its transmissibility. And it's, it's, it's um, fatality, you know, the, the suggestion is it's, it's, it could be as high as 3.8% case fatality, but it, it's probably more likely, you know, there's a bit of variance in, in reporting on this, but could be as high as 3.8, but it seems to be on average about 1%, which is around the, the, the fatality level of COVID. So it's certainly something that we, we um, you know, need to watch and is being watched closely. Uh, fortunately, there is a vaccine, it's the smallpox vaccine. Now, smallpox is a related illness. Uh, the name pox, it has that same, uh, those, those raised puscules are one of the symptoms of smallpox, which was eradicated back in 1980. But there are uh, smallpox vaccines still in supply. Apparently, the US has enough to vaccinate the whole of America if required. And there is a manufacturer in Germany that, that is um, starting to ramp up production if it's required as well. So, you know, unlike with COVID, we had to wait for a vaccine. There is a vaccine. It's the smallpox vaccine, uh, which has been around for years. Again, whether there's been some changes to the, the, the virus that makes it resistant, whether people uh, who had the vaccine prior to 1980 have got protection that may have waned, uh, those, those are questions which will, which will be answered. But at this stage, you know, the urgency doesn't seem to be there because the, the case numbers are very low, the transmissibility is very low compared with uh, coronavirus and Omicron. But as you mentioned, yes, there has been some, um, some concern about spreading among uh, gay men in Europe. 
uh, possible super spreader events at festivals and darts parties there. Indeed, and I see that the WHO also warning that uh, festivals and parties this summer should be on the lookout because, once again, they could accelerate the transmission. I also note that in the last 24 hours, the UK recording another 70 cases. So, obviously, it's about, but um, we're, our fears are allayed a little bit, and perhaps we, we shouldn't be jumping at this one too much. In terms of COVID, peers, how are we travelling there? We got this thing under control yet? What are we doing? Well, not quite. Um, unfortunately, the uh, the figures are still reasonably high. 13,000 new cases recorded for Victoria, 13,023 to be precise. Uh, a little bit less for New South Wales, 8,970 new cases there. Total cases uh, for those two states, uh, well, 1.84 million uh, in Victoria during the course of the pandemic, 2.53 million in New South Wales. Those are the two big, most popular states, highest density, so their biggest for their four biggest numbers um, over the course of the pandemic for the whole country, over 7 million cases now. And uh, on the death toll front, very sadly, 8,206 Australians have died because of COVID. Hospitalisation rates are still reasonably good. 567 people hospitalised at the moment in Victoria with COVID, contrasting with uh, New South Wales, uh, 1,209 there. So it's still an issue. There's been 28 deaths recorded for the whole of Australia in the last 24 hours as well. So, you know, it's still a, an issue. But another thing that, um, you know, while we're talking about alternative diseases like monkeypox and, and that being kept an eye on, another thing that uh, plenty of people around Australia will be aware of is the seasonal flu. This has really been... Um, becoming almost more of an issue than COVID. I know people who have been triple vaccinated have come down with um, the, the um, seasonal flu in the last month or so, and they're describing the symptoms as often worse than they had with COVID. Now, that may have been because they were triple vaccinated. That seems to seems to lessen the, uh, the symptoms of uh, Omicron if you, if, you, if you get it. But the seasonal flu, because the borders were closed for two years, that hasn't been around. So our immune systems have become a little bit... Um, you know, lost a bit of form in terms of readiness to deal with seasonal flu. And because the borders are open now, it's coming in from overseas and from the Northern Hemisphere. So as we head into winter, the flu is becoming a problem. We're definitely seeing a spike there from really from zero because of uh, the isolation and closed borders to full on. And it is adding to disruptions for business with people at home sick. So that's another sort of a double whammy on top of the disruptions that have happened because or are happening because of COVID. So it is recommended to get a flu jab. costs about $20. It's free in Queensland to encourage the, uh, the vaccine-fatigued population up there in, in uh, the Sunshine State to roll up their sleeves. It's actually, I believe, been considered uh, elsewhere in the, the country to, uh, to make the flu, the winter flu vaccine, free as well, just to get people to, uh, to roll up their sleeves and overcome that that vaccine fatigue that some may be feeling. Indeed. So your recommendation, Piers, is get that uh, triple vaccine to you for COVID and also get the flu jab. <laughs> yeah, you'll just turn into a pin cushion, basically, and then you might even have to get a smallpox, uh, smallpox jab for monkeypox if, if that gets to, uh, you know, well, I think we'd have to change a lot with monkeypox. But, yes, those, those, uh, those vaccines, I mean, in the case of, of, um, of smallpox, similar to monkeypox, um, that, that actually resulted in the, in the eradication of that disease 
40 years ago, over 40 years ago, back in 1980. And I think the last known case of, of uh, smallpox was recorded in 1977. So, you know, in that case, the vaccine, it does exist and it, it has proved to be very effective in actually um, eliminating till recently that, that disease. So what exactly has happened there with monkeypox, we don't know for sure. That, that scientists are scrambling to try to explain why it suddenly cropped up around the world. Has the virus changed? Is it the result of mutation? And indeed, another virus jumping out of the animal kingdom into our world as well. So fascinating, and I'm sure those uh, that work will continue. Piers, thank you very much indeed. Our intrepid COVID reporter, now perhaps medical reporter these days, Piers. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's sad that it seems to be coming to that, but... Uh, Look, I think that with all these things, um, standard measures like wearing a mask and uh, and isolating if you do have symptoms and uh, keeping your hands clean, those are very basic things that I think that you know the world's really woken up to. I know from travels to countries like Japan over the last decade that uh, people have been wearing masks up there and it seems to work pretty well for them. It worked quite well during COVID. So with things like the flu, the, the winter flu, um, I, I, you know, exactly the same measures apply. They're even saying that, you know, with monkeypox, if it did get bad, they can draw on on the uh, contact tracing technologies that have been developed to deal with COVID to track the cases of of monkeypox if it comes to that. Sounds good. Piers Cunningham, thank you very much indeed for all your hard work. Appreciate it, Piers. We'll speak to you same time next week. Okay, thanks, Brendan. Good on you. Hard old PFM across the Mornington Peninsula. Piers Cunningham, our intrepid medical reporter these days. Start off for reporting COVID, but looks like Piers Coast. Is getting broader by the week. Other will be a very first morning